You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm so excited because I have a special guest with me today. And the only way I know how to introduce her is that she's out here trekking like her nickname is Star. Also... <laughs> I just need to put it out here that I know y'all can't spit like her. And if you heard that laugh in the background, I'm talking about actress, lyricist, Miriam A. Hyman. And I'm so excited she's here. Also, you might know her by the moniker Robin Hood. We're going to get into that. But Miriam, how you doing? I'm good, sis. How you feeling? Man, you know, just just pushing it day by day. How you doing with all this stay at home and all this other craziness we got going on? Oh, man, I'm just trying to stay productive and proactive, to be honest. Um, So I've been trying to just make the most of my time, you know? Yeah, but you're very versatile. So I just I think that is huge, especially in the time period that we're in. Um, And the first thing I want to talk about is the lyricist, the artist in you. So tell me where Robin Hood came from. Like, how did you get into music? Wow. You know, it's so crazy. I actually started writing um, in like 2013. Once I had came oh, out wow. of graduate, yeah, I came out of graduate school. I went to Yale to get my master's in acting. Um, and so basically when I came out of graduate school, um, I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, however, I was working on a show called Richard the Second, I mean, excuse me, Richard the Third at the public. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, if you're not familiar with the public, it's an off-Broadway theater in New York. And I was cast in the show and I just had a lot of time on my hands. And so I started to download like a lot of, you know, really popular industry instrumentals. And so there's a lot of artists out there that I just really appreciate and respect. So, you know, I was downloading like, you know, beats that Swiss Beats had done for like Jada Kiss and, you know, Hove. <laughs> and be, yeah, because I had this time on my hand and I was working on a Shakespeare show, it was like, I don't know, the Bard turned into bars. Like I just started writing and one line would turn into two lines and then that would turn into a verse. And then basically, you know, I just started writing like my first mixtape, which was um, Journey of an MC. And that's really how Robin Hood was birthed. You know, I went back and forth with trying to figure out like the right name and what would make the most sense, you know, to my community. But really for myself, I just wanted something that represented who I am um, and who I'm really focused on trying to be and how I'm trying to uplift my community. So that's really kind of where it came from. Then I, you know, I had to change the I to a Y, you know, funk it up a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get <laughs> and, a little um, funk on it. That's right. And I, I grew up in Philadelphia, so I, I grew up in the hood, you know. And so my thing has always been like taking the poverty, you know, or going from poverty to prestige, you know, growing up in Philadelphia and some of the, you know, roughest areas, just being in an impoverished community and then being able to go all the way to an Ivy League institution. So I've learned a lot in that time frame, you know, and so mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring that to the music and, and give that to audiences, you know, to uplift and inspire. So, you know, that's where we are. 
Well, you know, you definitely did. And not to draw any comparisons to you guys, but one of my um, one of my favorite artists is Eve. And so, hey. and I, right. And I like the way, and see what I liked about your music too, is because going, you know, feeling how I'm feeling some of these days, I like to, you know, I'm pumping yours now on Apple Music. By the way, you guys can get on Apple Music and SoundCloud and we'll talk about like different projects in a minute. But the rawness that you have in your lyrics, just to be that exposed to me, I find very unique about hip hop and artists like yourself that are not afraid to go there. Listen, you know, I'm usually, trying to keep trying to keep my heart right, chakra ahead, open. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. just saying, and I'm just, I just find yeah. that very, very daring, you know, that you're willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, I like in my my most recent EP, which is called Truth Teller, I have a song that's called Hip Hop is Honest. And if you listen yes, to the hook, that one. you know, yep. yeah, so the hook is hip hop is honest, speak the truth of the text, never needed mm-hmm. validation, the bar say I'm next. So basically, it's, yep. yeah, you know, just a little bit, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, that it's really about being honest. And I have this thing that I say, which is keep it hot. And that is for, that means mm-hmm. honest, open and truthful. And so those are just little principles that you can take into your relationship. You know, if you have a significant other or just your relationships with family, friends, you with yourself, it's just being honest and open and truthful about how we go about our day. And for me, because music is such a huge part of it, it's like, how can I not keep it real with my bars? You know, I have to keep it real with everything else. You know, like with the acting, if you see a scene that I'm in or a film that I'm in and it's not honest, you're going to know off the Mm -hmm. bat. You know, so oh, yeah, that's true. Got to yeah. keep it real. Yeah. Um, but going more into that, since you already kind of touched on the fourth independent project. First of all, can we talk about independent for a minute? Let's um, go. Especially in this time when everything is so digital, how you get everything, you have to get it to the fans as quick as possible. Right. What has been what have been some of your challenges just for people out there that are, you know, beginning artists, you know, want to figure out where where can they just send their bars and how you even start putting some of that together? Like what kind of little gems can you give us about some of the stuff you've experienced doing a lot of these I- independent projects? Yeah, I think number one, you have to invest in yourself. And so one of the things that I actually did during this COVID situation is I I literally built an in-house studio, you know, Um, I have like this little den, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I have this little den. And so, you know, I had to put the panels up on the wall and, you know, make sure I I bought a quality mic. I'm I'm talking to you right now on this little Apogee mic that I that I picked up. And um, quality mic. So you guys are getting tips on the right mic to get. Exactly. And so, you know, it's those types of things. It's saying, you know what, instead of going and buying a pair of Jordans or instead of going and buying, I don't know, maybe you're getting your hair, not getting your hair done this week. You know, you say, I'm going to take that couple hundred dollars and I'm going to figure out the best way that it can suit me long term. So I think it's always about being provident, you know, and how do you take what you have, even if it may be just a little, and how can you make something big from it? So, once I kind of built like this little in-house studio, just because I couldn't get out to the studios because everything was closed, I'm in here writing. I'm in here still recording, sending stuff off to my engineers, having them tweak different things. And it, it doesn't really take much. It just takes heart. It takes some energy. And like you said earlier, like a level of boldness and saying, if you really have something that you want to say and you want to get it out to the masses, okay, well, how are we going to do that? And in this day and age, with podcasts and everything being digital, we have the opportunity and really the ability, if you push yourself, to do it. So to me, I always say, make sense of your situation, okay? 
that's financial mm-hmm. sense. You know what I mean? That's that's just common sense. It's like it's up to you to push your project, yeah. especially yeah. if you're independent. So I say because yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody's gonna fight harder than you are for the stuff exactly. that you want to get out there. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I, I, don't, like I, don't, I like that. I don't write music. Yeah, exactly. I don't write music for myself. I write it, you know, to get it out to other individuals. You know, I could sing in the shower all day long, but. <laughs> yeah, we all do that. Yeah, it's true. Okay, it sounds good in the shower too, don't it? You know, right? And then you get out, and it's like if we're not if we're not Robin Hood. When you get out, you're like, mm, that bar. I'm gonna just keep the bar to yourself. You didn't have exactly. to say that with nobody. It was fine. But yeah, that's the biggest thing. I I think that you have to just really realize that, like you said, nobody's gonna push harder for you than you, and that's with everything, you know. So. I mean, because we're in this day and age where you where it is so easy, you just have to put yourself in a position to, you know, really just start to do it. And there mm-hmm. are some things that you, you know, can purchase or like you you should purchase. Like I, you know, mentioned the mic earlier. But to be honest, the way that we spend money, like these things are not that much of a challenge to obtain. Yeah, you know, it's true. Yeah, you make that, that little sacrifice and keep it going. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if you face the facts that you don't like you said, if you don't you don't really need them new pair of Jordans when you already got like probably five or four already in your closet, like you know, you could put that towards doing your dreams. Real talk. And one of the reasons also too why I started writing is because, you know, I, I I'm from Philly. So we have a lot of really dope artists that have come out of Philadelphia, you know, from mm-hmm. the East Coast. And what I wasn't liking and feeling is a lot of what I was hearing. So I started to write what I was not hearing. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a you good way to me? put it too. Yeah. Like what you, yeah. I mean, instead of trying to wait for somebody else to do it for you, yeah, I love that message. Right. And you could still be, I mean, I've been motivated and inspired by so many individuals from Eve to Migos. You feel me? Like, yeah, it's, the it's Migos. Constant. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's constant the way that we as artists have just been evolving. And so I don't think you cannot hear these individuals and not be inspired. I might not write exactly what they're writing or saying it the way that they're saying it, but lyrically, you know, a lot of these cats are just spitting. So you, you, you can't, right. you know, it's true. yeah, you, you hear it and then you think, oh, okay, you know, I, I might change this up or change that up. You make it real for you and make it personal to you. But I mean, listen, there's just so much, you know, quality out here that you just, you, you, you know, be like a sponge, soak it all up, you know? And, um, so I want to make sure they know, okay, fourth independent project, truth teller, Amazon or sorry, Amazon Music, Apple Music, SoundCloud, just anywhere you can get a digital download. Right, title after hustling. Okay, right. it's it's out there for you to get it. Um, so let's dive into it a little bit more, just a little bit before I get into your acting here. Um, no smoke. First of all, one of my favorites. Love the video. How you sitting in a tub full of Snickers after okay. she's already paid for other stuff, y'all. After she's already paid, <laughs> you know, take note on that. You know, I am a collector though. I love sneakers and I love shoes. So, you know, that's that's right. That's the most comfortable thing to me. I would love that other than a pair of heels. Just the you know, like you get that right pair of sneakers and just just flow with it. Um that's right. Let's see. Also, there was one oh, Kung Pao Chicken. I gotta bring this Mm. one up. The beat on that is crazy. (laughs) Thank you. Like I would I would think I have no bars and nothing I could give, but that (laughs) beat would have you like it came in and I was like, Whoa, what is happening? Like the way the beat comes in and it's off the top. So I'm yeah. telling y'all, y'all need to check this out. Yeah, and it's crazy even be with that song. Um, actually, that that song is the first, like that's the first time I ever recorded anything. To be honest. Oh wow. And yeah, I was in North Carolina working on another play. I was working on a Raisin in the Sun, Lorraine Hansberry, and yep, yep. two good friends of mine. 
Mikael Suleiman, who is also an actor. He was in a show with me. And he's he's an, uh, basically like a sound engineer. He gave me like the first mic for me to practice on. And then mm-hmm. if you listen closely, you know, you can hear the the other beat that's on top of what he laid, which is the pots and the pans. That is literally. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if I didn't want to be insulted to the beat. I was going to nah. say that's what it sounds like. No, but it was like, my- but it's so slick and smooth that you don't pay. You, you would miss it. Listen, I must pay, you know, respect to my homeboy, Jay Alphonse Nicholson. He's also an actor. Mm-hmm. So versatility is key out here. You know, you have yeah, to. Yeah, I know. love how you guys are like actors. You got all these music. This is fantastic. All these musical yeah. backgrounds and everything. So all three of us were in the show together and Mikael, he had laid the beat and he's just like, okay, you know, Robin, what do you think of this? And I, we're in the kitchen. And so Fonz, <laughs> he he had, there were pots and pans on a stove and he just started back, 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 back. Like he just started rocking out and yeah. he's a dope percussionist. So I said, yo, we have to use this. And, um, you know, so, you know, just love to those brothers because they really blessed me with a, a dope track. So you know, I just had to perform, <laughs> had to show up and show yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, you are showing out on this and I love it. Like I said, like you already touched on hip hop is honest. It's telling like all the stuff that I was like, oh man, she just said that, but I love it. I mean, you know, you put it on a hype beat and it's telling your truth. So I love, Thank I love you, all sis. that. Y'all need to make sure y'all check it out. Um, hence, let's hence talk about Melanin too. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so Melanie, you are a co-writer on, which I thought was real dope because I feel like that's turned into another anthem on its own. Exactly. Um, yeah. for women. So how did you become involved in that? You know, what's so crazy. Um, a good friend of mine, Lupita Nyong'o, who also was with me at Yale, we're in the same class. And, um, basically, you know, Lou has been reaching out to me over the years, asking me to just kind of like ghost write, you know, bars for her for different, like mm. um, different projects that she's been putting out and everything. So like different films. And so she reached out to me. I was actually on set um, shooting the shy. I'm sitting across from Lala and we're both in hair and makeup, you know, and Lou hit me up. She just texted me. She's like, listen, you know, I have an opportunity to be on this track with, you know, Sierra. So of course I sit up, I'm like, who, you know, <laughs> Right, you know, and so she told me that you know a couple of other individuals who were also going to be featured on the track, and so she communicated to them basically that she would love to be a part, but if I was, if I could be involved, and I thought that was love because I'm like, wow, you know, here you have an opportunity, but basically you're respecting the root of it all, like where it all came from. You know, the first the first time I wrote something for Lou was in. I don't even know exactly what year it was, but it was when she she had hit three million followers on Instagram. Oh, and okay. so yeah, she did. I love seeing her drop the lyrics and everything. Cause you like, what an actress is doing this? That's why I was right. talking about versatility, you guys. So I, I, so I've written everything, you know, and so every time she's made an appearance and she's dropped like a verse or whatever, I, I wrote all mm-hmm. of it, you know. So anyway, you know, I wrote something for her when I was on the plane headed back to LA from Chicago. And wow. she was, yeah, she was feeling it. We let Sierra hear it. She was feeling it. And we got in the studio when I was just able to, you know, support Lou and just getting the track, you know, getting her verses laid and everything or her verse laid, excuse me. And yeah, like you said, it has turned into basically like its own anthem. And I love it because it uplifts, you know, black women. I think black people yeah. just in general, but definitely black women because we're so yeah, often definitely black women. 
yeah, we get demeaned and depicted in a very negative light a lot of times when it comes to music. Like it's just all sexual, you know, and we're a hell of a yeah. lot more than that, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, right, that's how right. that came about. You know, people should know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, okay, so transition over into the shy season three, you guys. I'm so excited. I got mm-hmm. a luxury of seeing the pilot, and I can't tell y'all nothing, but y'all just need to be in front of that TV on June 21st. That's all okay. I can tell you. <laughs> is you just need to be ready because I was like mouth open from start to end. I was like, what is happening right now? Because this show, I feel like this show cannot possibly add more drama and more just like you just screaming at the TV, but it does. Like yeah. I feel like it can't add anymore after what season one and two. But first, I guess we got to go with, are you doing any music for The Shy that we can you look know, forward to? It's so crazy. Like, I, I wrote a bunch of stuff. I submitted some things. And I do have a new EP that's going to be coming out. So who knows? We'll see what, you know, if anything uh, made it yeah. into the show. And I feel like if hey. not, yeah, if mm-hmm. not this season, you know, or if not this show, you definitely will be hearing some Robin Hood tracks in the future on, you know, some other TV shows and possibly some films. So, you know, you just got to tune oh, in. We got to. Yeah, we got to be ready. We got to look out for that. Okay, so you're playing Dre, and, yep. you, and you're going to be, she is newly married to Nina, which is, if you guys have not, first of all, you need to go back and binge watch season one and two, but <laughs> Nina is that black mama. Well, you don't play with any black mamas, but is that black mama you don't play with? And she always makes me, I feel like it's always funny when she's on the scene <laughs> dealing with um, Kevin and Keisha. Right. But so, so what was it like working with, <laughs> what was it like working with Tyler on set and everything? Oh, Tyler, she she was the best. You know, first off, the entire cast was very welcoming and very supportive. Mm. Um, there's a lot of change that has happened with season three, a lot of new characters. And yeah, and it's so, so good, you guys. Yeah. So um basically, I mean, Tyler was great. A lot of my scenes were with her. I mean, I have scenes with a, a lot of different, you know, people on the show, but yeah, they do, yeah, yeah. Because of the relationship, obviously, you know, we have a lot of scenes together <laughs> and with yeah. Kevin, with Keisha, and they were just very warm, very warm, very loving, very supportive. And I mean, it was, it was just great. Like we would go, you know, back and forth and have our little banters, you know, uh, but it was all for just really like the love of the work and making sure that the scenes, like we were keeping it honest in these scenes and really telling the truth, you know, the love that we have for each other, the support we have for each other, wanting to, for me anyway, wanting to be a part of all of their worlds and what I can bring to the table as an additional parent, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you don't see that too much in the previous two seasons, although there was another love interest prior to me. Um, but, right. And I was kind of yeah. like, mm. <laughs> right. Now, right. you know, I, it was kind of get it kind of makes you do that little side eye thing, like, mm, okay. You know, Dre showed up and it was a wrap. No, I'm yeah. Kidding. And I'm not <laughs> mad at Dre. I'm not mad at Dre. Listen, listen, y'all would not be mad at Dre. But what I'm trying to say is, I knew it was a whole other love interest. Yeah. And I wasn't there was. sure. I was like, what was happening? Right. And I had to binge watch myself because I was just like, wait a second. Like when I auditioned for it, you know, they send you like the breakdown. So you know who you're going mm-hmm. in for or what the like the what the role entails. But if you aren't up on the show, you're not necessarily going to know that there was a love interest prior and and what her role was, you know, true. with, that the, is with true. the children. Yep. Yeah. But I think what they really tried to do this time around was really make it very apparent because uh, for some mm-hmm. reason, I think, like with some of the fans, like if you look at some of the comments, um, they weren't sure what the relationship was. And I think, you know, yeah. season mm-hmm. season three, episode one, it is very clear. 
you know? Yeah. Oh, it's very clear. It's very clear. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can respect um, and appreciate that, you know? Right. Right. It's definitely, it's definitely very clear. Um. Okay. So did they give you, we know we got Robin representing the hood here, but did they give mm-hmm. you any tips for the shy? Cause you know, I, I'm the shy has you so twisted with these characters because they have so many layers because you can't be, well, you want to be that character that's on the up and up, like all the right. way, everything is straight. We're good. Right. Or you're that character where, you know, when you step out the door, you just watching your back, like no matter what. But, you know, yeah. I'm just like, where do you find that middle ground in the shot? I guess there is not one, but I guess you. Tr- I'm just like wondering if they gave you any tips on set, any of the other actors or anything like that. I mean, you know, it's interesting that you, you use the word, the phrase middle ground, because that's really what I was trying to find. You know, <laughs> if you go throughout mm-hmm. the season, I oh, think well, it's going to be real interesting then because I haven't seen a character like that yet or that I've noticed then. Exactly. And that's why I thought the character was so dope, because it's like going back to the music. What haven't you heard? What haven't you know? Who haven't you seen? And especially on television, you know, you might get like a little glimmer on like, a you know, in a film or something of that, you know. But with this, I think it's very specific. I think it's very different. And I'm able to have that that like trying to find that balance between, yeah, you got to step out and watch your back. And Dre is of that community. It's not as if Mm -hmm. some of these people who are in the show, like weren't completely unaware of her and she just showed up out of nowhere. No, it's very evident as you go through the season, you start to see like, oh, okay, she knows this person. This person knows her. It's just like, she's maybe two or three blocks, you know, a little little ways away. So you don't see her season. Oh, okay. I got you. Uh-huh. That was one of the ways that I kind of looked at it. But then also, too, it doesn't really get revealed all the way through, like, what Dre actually does. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, man, I was, yeah, I was like, when I, like, again, when I, when I saw the pilot, I was like, oh, man, they're going to do this thing where they're going to draw it out. And they're not going to tell us what she does. Right. You know, like, it's yeah. going to be like one of those just like mic drop moments yeah, when it happens, when you actually do figure it out. Exactly. And so I think it's kind of like that type of deal. Like, it's like, wait, who who is she? Where does she come from? And what does she do? You know, like for real, for real, because she always looks dope. Um, she always has money. Yeah, <laughs> like the fly suits and stuff. Right. Like, okay. Come on. That first suit, Tom Ford, baby. I was like, whoa, can I try this on again? Can I take this? You know? <laughs> But they definitely, you know, kept me looking very crispy, you know. So yeah, you yeah. you start to wonder. And then with her relationship with the kids, it's like she's never been married before. She's never had, you know, children, you know. So it's it's like yeah. kind of like being like a godmom, but you're you're the parent now. So, you know, you're always blessing them with like you you know, something fun. You want them to really like yeah. you and you know, you're trying to figure out your yeah. way in. And Nina's over here know? like, oh, did she really just do that? Right. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I did just do that. Like, they like you already. I need these kids to like me. Come on now. You know? and, that, and that's serious. Let me tell you, the gift giving is serious. When y'all see this first episode, the gift giving is, I was just like, mm. Nina's just over there like, what is happening right now? Right, right. And, you know, Dre just peeling it off, peeling up, you know. So um, I think she's she's super, super dope. I feel so blessed mm-hmm. to be able to just be in her shoes um, and to just play her. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to peop- how people are going to receive her, you know? Oh, and to back all the way up, by the way, how did you get introduced to the shy? Um, really kind of like through auditions, you know, I had, I had initially auditioned for season one for like a totally different character. 
Um, but I ended up not, okay. you know, not getting it. Yeah. Which is, it uh-huh. happens all the time. And so right, I kind of, right, yep. I kind of fell off, you know, cause sometimes when you don't, when you don't book certain projects, you're like, man, forget that, that I, ain't, you know, I ain't tuning in, you know? <laughs> so, um, but, but it was always, I just always thought it was like a really cool show. I have a lot of family members that live in Chicago. So it always mm. seemed very honest and real to me. And, you know, I can just appreciate that. But then, you know, two seasons later, it comes back up on my radar and I get an audition for season three. And like I said, totally different character, not a character that you have seen on this show at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just, it came back around. And I think it, it was great that it it came back around in the way that it did, because this part was really perfect for me. And I don't think I was actually right for the other role that I went in for. So, you know, this, this made total sense. Yeah, and I just and I, me personally, I believe that God puts you exactly where you need to be. Exactly. And this fits Dre fits you so well, and I'm just I'm very excited for people to get into this season three of the Shy. Yeah, and if so. people, you know, those who have followed my work thus far, like if you just you look at my reel, I have never done anything like this before. So I yeah, try to Sun is people, also a star. I'll list it yeah. out for a couple people. Blue Bloods, you've done a couple, of, but yeah, it's definitely different. Yeah, right. Like on Blue Bloods, you know, for three seasons, I played Doctor Emil Cooper. You know, like <laughs> I was, I was a medical examiner. You know, so yeah. It, it's totally different. The sun is also a star. I was I was playing Jamaica and, you know, like just switching it up. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Did I, am I looking at the right person? Because you, right. you definitely swapped it up. I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. But, you know, versatility, I think, is key. And yeah, I think that, it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've always wanted to be one of those artists where people could just see from role by role, like, wow, you know, I didn't expect that or I didn't see that coming. But, but you're keeping it real in every single role and you're connected mm-hmm. to every single thing that you're saying and everything that you're doing and to every individual that you're playing with. So I think that it's just going to be a joy to watch people's reactions because, I mean, just after episode one, like, I, I don't, yeah. they're not going to be. I can't not wait to see be. them reactions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I'm I'm pumped. I can't wait. June 21st, June 21st. Yeah, you know? June 21st. Sunday, y'all gonna be, it's gonna get you started for the week or have okay. you asked a whole bunch of questions around the water cooler, either one. Hey, have your popcorn ready, your Doritos. I mean, I don't know if people are gonna be back to work. We're gonna see, but uh Yeah, you know. I was gonna say if you're not back at the see, I love to be able to watch something like this at that hour and just be able to chill out a little bit. Cause you right. have it on your mind all day, like you thinking about what you want to mm-hmm. do. So you know, if you are stay at home, let me tell you, you can binge watch season one or two and go right into this into this right. season. So, and I think it's dope that, too because it's one yeah. of those this season. You know, it's like, whoa, what is going to happen next week? And I feel like, yeah, yeah, it is. I I don't really know the last time that I've really felt like that. You know, about a show like where you're really pumped up and all week everybody is having a conversation about what happened in the last episode and mm-hmm. what they predict yep. is going to happen with this next episode. So you know, I think it's going to be the equivalent of a good book. You know, a page turner for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. Um, but yeah, you guys, if we don't say it enough, June 21st, showtime. Y'all need to be ready. Check That's it right, out. 9 p.m. Come on. Yep, 9 p.m. Okay, so to wrap everything off, I'm about to go back in my nerd zone a little bit here because I've noticed on your Instagram you were doing a photo shoot and you had a skateboard and you called yourself a Vans <laughs> girl at the bottom. So I want to see skateboarding. I never got into. I always want to get into skateboard. This is a little nerd in me. I always want to do it. So I want to know, do you skateboard? 
And like, what other kind of details? Is this like a future thing we could look forward to? Everybody's been asking me that. You know, it's really just kind of like the energy that skateboarders have that I really appreciate and respect. And one of my photographers... One of my photographers had a skateboard. And so I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> well, I, I got to <laughs> use it. I got I to make sense of the situation. And I love Vans, you know, so I, like that jacket yes. that I have on and like the socks uh-huh. and the sneakers and everything. Like, I feel like I'm a Vans girl, whether you're going to see me skateboarding or not, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Vans are just super comfortable. I'm with it all the time. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I got to ask her about this. So we'll see. You know, you don't particularly see, you know, no black girls on those skateboards. So it's just like, hey, exactly. come on. That's exactly why I asked you. Exactly. Let's, yep. let's That's get why an ad for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, I'm yeah. So maybe we'll have you skateboarding in your next video. I don't know. That's right. I don't, I don't mind having a little bit of sponsorship, you know, from Vans. And it is something that I would love to work in more, you know, within my mm-hmm. work. So, you know, who knows? You got to, like I said, you got to stay tuned. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We definitely going to stay tuned. Miriam, thank you so much for talking with me today. I'm just, I'm excited for all you got coming. Um, Also, let me mention real quick, because I was kind of jamming out to these early today. You have songs I know in Black Power that I think are so fitting for some, you know, so many things that are going on today. And we always talking about, you know, talking about telling your truth. So I just want to kind of put that out there to wrap everything up, you know, in case you guys are feeling a certain type of way, want to kind of it helped for me. It helped boost my mood a little bit and help me, you know, feel like I could, you know, have somebody else expressing some more stuff that, that needs to get out there. So I like Exactly. It. And I know it's exclusively on SoundCloud and it's a free download. And, you know, I had just said to my producer last night, actually, his name is Isto. And um, I said, wow, you know, it kind of drives me crazy that these, these two songs in particular are so relevant, you know? And he's just mm-hmm. like, I know, like, but we have to keep speaking our truth. And this is what's continuing to happen you know george floyd like here we go you know so yep yep we still gotta just you know lift our voices and sing that's where we are yeah we do yep and we need all them truth tellers out there come on to keep it to keep it coming yeah to keep it coming but you know again thank you so much um you guys uh apple music soundcloud make sure you're looking for robin hood check it out truth teller also june 21st again and um, you guys stay safe out there. And remember to keep a check on Black Girl Nerds on all the social media platforms. You guys never know what we got coming out at you. And Miriam, thanks again. We'll talk to you. Thank you, sis. I appreciate it. Take it easy. All right. Bye, guys. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.